everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sal and Bob Show. Across from me is my partner and good friend, Sal D'Amelio. How are you, Sally? I'm doing good, Bob. Good, good to, to see you. Good to be back with, for our second show together, yes. six feet apart. Uh-huh. And uh, we are maintaining proper social distancing, but we are doing this show in studio. And uh, we're not wearing masks. We're, um, we're, you can't be funny in a mask. No. <laughs> Uh, we're drinking Coppola tonight, the claret <laughs> bottle. Just a Coppola funny guys. Yep. So uh, that's our choice of wine tonight. We have just low-fat potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what July they July 4th, or it's July 5th weekend. July yeah. 4th weekend, I should mm-hmm. say. Happy July 4th to you. Happy Thank you, sir. 244 years of uh, the United States of America. Yes, so. and happy birthday to our country. Um, happy birthday. I mean, it's... it's unapologetic. Yeah, I mean, I I love my country, man, no. and I don't. I uh, look, we got some issues now. We all know that. We're gonna work them out. Our country's growing up. It's two hundred and forty-four years old. It's gonna <laughs> act like a teenager. Okay, <laughs> all right, Bill, Good point. Bob. It's two hundred and forty-four years old. You know, you remember when you were two hundred and forty-four years old? Yeah, I you? remember that. Yeah, I was rebellious. <laughs> I was rude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, here we are. It's uh, so July Fourth weekend, and uh, there's so much going on. And we, you know, there has been, look, the news crews, uh, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, the BBC, everybody's covered all the craziness that's going on in the United States. We, we're going to let them do that. We're talking about other things tonight, people. Look, Elaine Maxwell arrested the cohort. Of Jeffrey Epstein, the two biggest scumbags on the planet. One of them's dead. Hallelujah. It's it's unbelievable because I was telling you off air that I just started watching the Epstein uh, documentary on Netflix. So I was I was late to the party of that. I know everybody on lockdown watched everything as soon as it came out. The second it came out, a month ago. Yeah. So I didn't do it right away. But I'm in the middle of it, and all of a sudden she gets arrested while I'm watching it. Like, I didn't watch all four episodes yeah. in a row. It took me like a week to watch it. And inside of that week was when she got arrested. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm watching the documentary. And she was coming up in the documentary, obviously, a lot. She was in all the pictures with all the celebrities a lot. And uh, I saw a lot of memes on Facebook, and everybody's saying, you know, she's going to commit suicide and do the same thing that <laughs> I'm supposedly she hasn't already. It's been two I days. Don't know. What do you think about all this, Bob? Well, I mean, uh, another one bites the dust, right? And uh, one of two things is going to happen: she is going to be suicided, <laughs> like her pal Epstein, or she's going to do a lot of time. There's, there's. That's it. Those are the two choices, right? Either way, uh, she's going to have to cooperate with the FBI and prosecutors because they are not going to let this opportunity pass without getting names and associations and uh, other criminality that she was yeah. involved with with Epstein. This is so unless uh, unless Hillary shows up in a mustache and a Groucho Marx nose and glasses <laughs> uh, and suicides her. No, there's a lot of a uh, lot of sphincters slamming shut around let, the world. Let me, let me ask you this: since you're, um, you know, you're you're very on top of the uh, of this uh, subject here, Bob. Uh, do you think this is going to ruin Kevin Spacey's career because he's been involved in pictures 
Do you think he's going you know to... What? Uh, Kevin you Spacey think- ruined <laughs> Kevin Spacey's career. The guy just cannot keep his dick in his pants, right? And uh, now this... What, what did we just find out today? That a picture surfaced of he and Ghislaine in the throne room at Buckingham Palace. And both of them are looking haughty. And look at us. We're sitting on yeah. the throne. Yeah, there's a, there's a photo of, uh, of Giselle Max- Maxwell and Kevin Spacey like just having a good old time and they're in the you know the queen london's resident 2002 they're they're yeah probably weren't supposed to be sitting where they're sitting a couple of the biggest shitheads on the planet matter of fact i think i see a do not sit sign underneath the chair (laughs) that kevin it's underneath kevin's foot no i'm just kidding (laughs) do not touch sign and randy andy prince andrew let him in there yeah what (laughs) boy the company you keep right yeah, and then I there's think, a picture think, with him and and that girl, one of the girls, the uh, women, the 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 survivors uh, what a, of, what a, of Epstein Island, which is I'm just so I feel so horribly for those women. And I do too, and they're they're all and they're women sad, now, a, but they were they were story. little girls at the time. They yeah. were little girls, fourteen, fifteen, yep. and this woman, this Ghislaine, was you see her in in these pictures with them off to the side she was she was jeffrey epstein's uh she yeah she no she was the she was pimping them out to him right yeah this is disgusting she's part of it she's just as guilty as oh yeah as him and i and i hope they get from her what they didn't get from epstein which is names and uh you know dates and times of who was with these poor girls Man, and justice is finally there's, served. There's got to be a lot of celebrities just. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what do you think is going through some of these celebrities' minds? I'm thinking uh, she's got a little going, black. Why book. did I go there? Why did I get on the Lolita Express? Well, we'll see. But it's 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 un, un, unfortunately, if our world wasn't caving in with a pandemic, this would be even bigger news. Can you imagine this? This would this be would the be, lead story. This would be so lead yes. story. You yes. know. And that's a good point, Sal. The pandemic has made every single, you know, disgusting story like this and corruption story take a back seat. Correct. Because it's all about COVID. And, and, you know, rightfully so. The world is trying to fight this thing. But Correct. Yeah. Can you imagine in uh, uh, literally and figuratively healthier times, this would, this be, would be so anybody huge, huge. Like I'm talking like it would just be. You know, Buckingham Palace would have all the cameramen and the journalists. Oh, yeah. And the, you know, it, yeah. but it's 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 kind of like a bad, you know, even look, Ron Jeremy's even behind that story. Well, He's let's, really talk, on let's the shelf. talk about that. Ron. He, his story's on the shelf. Literally, not, he's on yeah. the shelf like one of his movies, you know. <laughs> It's on the back shelf. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. I mean, this is this is a week old, right? Ron Jeremy. And, and again, arrested. I'm not condone. Here we are. Both of our stories that we're making fun, not making fun of, but we're talking about are are uh, against women. I mean, you know what I mean. Epstein's yeah. story is that we're not condoning this shit. No, we, not we not don't, in the least. We, it's just these are two stories that are in the news, and but the ludicrousness <laughs> of them, and the hypocrisy, and the shamelessness of them. That's why we're talking. about Yeah, them. I mean this Ron Jeremy one. Come on, folks. He did twenty two hundred movies. He's you know, he's twenty two hundred movies. He's the Pete Rose of the adult <laughs> film industry. <laughs> 
He's in the Guinness Book of World Record, and there's shame in this guy. He's, now. he's the Cal Ripken of <laughs> X-rated the, uh, features, right? I mean, poor Ron Jeremy. He was he was uh, doing gigs with Jason Douglas a couple years ago. Seriously, I'm didn't, not trying to. That's yeah, not a joke. And Darren it's, McCarty. Yeah, right? with, with Darren Redmond. McCarty. It was uh, yeah, it was Darren McCarty, Ron Jeremy, and you know. Okay, some here's other uh, here's a here's sort of an inside story for some folks here. Okay, Com- comedians, you know. On stage, off stage, backstage. Chips are brought to you by Better Made, by the way. <laughs> if you're wondering why we're crunching in your ears, it's Better Made Potato Chip Day here at October Park Studios. On stage, off stage, backstage. We're we're a little different in all of those three places. Backstage, this is this is where the real stories get told. And we have a mutual friend, Steve Lynn, very funny guy. He did a show with Darren McCarty, former Red Wing player, and Ron Jeremy, right? And Steve, had, Steve was the MC for these series of shows, so he had to come out and introduce, you know, these guys. And McCarty comes out and does like forty-five minutes of, I don't know what he does. He, he talks about beating the hell out of Claude Lemieux, you know, and everybody goes. He crazy. tells stories. I mean, it's yeah, it's, tells, a, it's, it's, a, it's a good show. I mean, yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. I mean, people like it. They have a good time. I haven't seen it, but we love I, anything I have, to do with I the have. wings. And yeah, McCarty's it's, it's, a, it's, it's a funny it's, guy. Yeah. So he gives so, a shit. You know? Yeah. And so uh, so the headliner in this in this uh, in this uh, hydra of a show, this three headed monster is Ron Jeremy, who comes who comes out on stage. And uh, there's like Steve was saying, there's like 12 people in uh, the club at this point. Okay. And Ron Jeremy comes out and just says, uh, all right, do this. You know, he's, he's talking. He's telling stupid jokes or whatever. His opener should have been. There's been more in my orgy than yeah. than, than I have out here today. <laughs> that should be his opener. I've had bigger gangbangs than this. <laughs> so he comes out and he just says, "All right, you want to see it?" Oh, and everybody goes crazy, even the dudes in the audience. So he whips out his schlong. And the, yeah, and this is this is the highlight of the show, right? He so whips out his schlong. Yeah, Steve is uh, telling us it's, it's like this? it's like Dirk Diggler at the end of Boogie Nights. Remember when uh, Mark Wahlberg, you know, at the end he's like bonk. Everybody in the theater is like what? So yeah. anyway, uh, so so we got all these people <laughs> in the <laughs> all these people in the news. They're getting arrested. They're doing dumb stuff, okay, and yeah. uh, along with Ron Jeremy. But you know what? Okay, Elaine Maxwell arrested that lizard queen. She needs to be in jail for the rest of her life. Ron Jeremy, I don't know what the hell he did wrong. People are saying assault. Some woman is saying he grabbed her ass, and she's a porn star. Okay, you're working with Ron Jeremy, and he grabbed your ass? That's the least that you should have expected, Okay. And then, but you know, all these these people, they're uh, they're in jail. Jeremy's in jail, dude. And Maxwell's Ron in- Jeremy's he's being held on six point six million dollar. Yeah, yeah. You know how many hey. dick pics that guy's got to send <laughs> to try to make enough money to get him out of there? Six point six. He's gonna have to go viral on something. He's got man. about six point six million dick pics to send out. But you know who's still free and walking the streets, Sal? Lori Laughlin and her, and her husband, Super Mario, whatever the well, hell his name is. We can't, still can't prove the daughters can row because they haven't, they, haven't, they haven't had rowing in a year and a half. Well, they can't row. 
But Col- uh, COVID's going to last as long as those daughters are at uh, USC. So <laughs> is it four years? So COVID's going to last four years so that they'll leave college and have never rode. You know what we need to do? We need to do a follow-up. We need, we need to <laughs> I get it. We need to find out where do these two dimwits wind up? Where did Lori Laughlin's girls wind up? Because it was USC. They're on Instagram. And, you know, Insta- they're influencers. That's what they're going to be for the rest yeah. of their life. What school accepted them? I don't know. But anyway, she's going to have to make a plea deal. Ron Jeremy's going to make a plea deal. Elaine go. Maxwell is going to make a plea deal. All these three, these three shitheads. <laughs> well, you know what's not making any plea deals? Baseball. Baseball's not making any plea deals. We were no, talking, baseball is we, ready we, to we, start we, up, buddy. We were having dinner, and uh, you know we always talk about stuff while we're eating here real quick. We eat. I know we're eating now. We're eating chips, but we have like real meals. That's our dessert, chips and well, wine. But uh, I told you this story, and, and it really resonated with you, and it's a true story. So, you know, right now, because the comedy's down, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, do- I've got a little part-time thing going on and stuff to make extra bucks. And, and, and the person that is in, that's my boss, she has a son, and, and he's a really good baseball player. And I'm asking her about his son's, about her son's career. Yeah. And she's like, I, I, I love telling you about my son, but you seem like you want to know about his career so much. And I'm, she's like, I'm just curious. And I'm like, she's like, and I'm like, look, I would probably be asking you this regardless of what was going on in the world, but I don't have no baseball now. I'm not watching yeah. any highlights at home. I'm not, we were talking about how I love reading box scores. Like if I don't get to watch baseball the night before, cause I got something going on. I love getting up and or now it's look on your phone. You used to look on your, right, your yeah. newspaper, yeah. but now you just look on your phone. I, we were joking about it. Like I love looking at a box score and going, ah, Cabrera oh, went too. 0 for 4 with 3Ks, you know, that's <laughs> of a picture. I miss doing that. I miss yeah, seeing I highlights. Too, I miss watching a whole game. I can sit down and watch a whole baseball game from the first pitch to the last pitch. Easily, easily. And, I, and if, if our buddy, I know you mentioned Steve Lynn. If Steve Lynn is listening, yeah. he will agree with me. He's another yeah. guy mm-hmm. that loves to watch baseball like it's a chess match. Yeah. You know, some people just like to watch it because, oh, you see a home run once in a while. I love every pitch. I look where the I'm shortstop's moving, yes. and I'm like, yes. oh, that second baseman's cheating over. Uh-huh. Oh, wow, I just saw the coach move in, uh, you know, move in Jacoby Jones. You know, yeah. I that's I love that. And yeah, I miss it's the it right strategy. Now, you know? It's the subtle stuff. It's the insider stuff that you like. I, I'm I'm loving it, and you know, just talking about just baseball in general. How we were talking about how when you got your new mitt when you were a kid, you know, and, and you had to break that in, and you would put the oil oh, on it, God, and then you would put joyous. a baseball in there. And my buddy for years ago taught me instead of putting one baseball in there, you put you would put like two or three. You ever do that? Uh, no, I didn't. didn't just know one that. baseball. So you would put two oil or three baseballs and in there. And then you would wrap up two or three baseballs. So what that did was that made your pocket even bigger. Mm. So now one baseball was really nestled in there nicely, you know, and some yeah. little snow cone catches. And yeah. Now I know I'm getting way. I'm no, getting in, no, I'm getting that's into the I love that man. Of, of, of I'm, mitt, I'm of 12 years mitt. old when you're talking about that stuff. I yeah, remember man, I miss that. that man. If, if there's kids, if they don't do that now, I hope they still do that. Well, I, mean, I, I hope know. they do it, but you know what? Or does Sal? Amazon do it they, for you at the distribution center? They do it for center? you. Nah, you can't. And That's, you, that I can't. mean, this started. This, right. this started in the nineties. Don't 90s. tell me that. I, the, I I was never so upset with the world of sports 
and the way things were going. In, in, in the mid-90s, my sons were playing baseball, you know, their little league. And they had pre-oiled, pre-distressed gloves. It was like, wait, 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 time out. No, 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 no. You know, these were all no pre-broken way. in. Yes. No way. I, I don't want that. I don't want that either, but that's where... You got to do it. You got to do your feel, your hand in there. Yes, that's part of the and fun of it. And you wake up every morning. Yeah, and you wake okay, up every does morning. Does it feel better? You know, we were kind of talking about how our parents, you know, your mom was from Newfoundland. Obviously, my, both of my parents were Italian, so yeah. they didn't understand the Little League mentality of the United yeah. States, basically. And I'm talking all Little League sports, you know. I mean, we were talking off air again, just like when your mom and dad had to sign that that waiver in case you got your skull right. knocked yeah, yeah, in you, Yeah, baseball. you were telling me you would just I, tell I your mother it was... I can't explain to my ma that you're signing something <laughs> that if I get hurt and then they want to they talk about it and I got to go because Ron's parents are yeah. waiting in the car. <laughs> so I'm like, ma, you just got to sign. It's for our uniform. It's for our uniforms. Yeah. We're going to get uniforms it. and yeah. I got to wash them. I got, this is to say I'm going to wash the uniform. You know? <laughs> and she would sign it. You know, My dad would sign it and just I would run off and that's... Little League Baseball, man. I miss that. That, 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 I, that, that. That's the best time of your life. Oh, yeah, man. You know, your only worry is to your look at your mitt every day to yep. make sure that it can catch a baseball. Like, is my pocket like, big enough? <laughs> <laughs> is Girl, my- girls didn't have that same issue. <laughs> if they were worried about their pocket being big enough. Okay, they but, want to work with Ron Jeremy. <laughs> but seriously, man, like just Little League sport. Well, you box. See, I didn't mm-hmm. box, so I played – Baseball, um, little league baseball a lot, and then I played football. But I didn't play football a lot till I got you know until I came here till I was like fourteen. But I played baseball from when I was like eight years old, you know, yeah. up until thirty years old. And then uh, basketball, I played in high school, but I could you know we were talking. All, I mean, I could care less about any sport. Baseball is like my favorite. Baseball sport. was your thing. Yeah, my no, favorite I get playing it, it my and watch, watching it. Yeah. And now I like to watch golf. That's a different thing. You are a big boxer. You grew up in boxing. Like you were Love telling it. me that story about I told you a story about about how I hit my friend with a I was I hit a line drive yes. off my buddy's back. Yeah. And it was like one of the scariest moments of my life and his yeah. life because he like to this day, 30 years later, he always still sent me a text going, if that ball was four inches higher, I probably wouldn't be here. You know, yeah, like he'll yeah. say that to me and I'll go, oh, dude, I'm so glad that didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. And then you told me of a of a, a, a situation where you were in a boxing ring with somebody that was supposed to take it easy, but then went a little hard and yeah. knocked you off your ringer. Yeah. Tell that story because it was pretty cool. I mean, well, it was good. I mean, uh, you, 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 I think you're a nicer person than me overall. So <laughs> the, the story kind of goes like this. This is when I was training uh, for the 85 Golden Gloves. And uh, I had been in the 84 Gloves. And um, so you go from gym, you go to different gyms because you can't fight the same guys you're, you're fighting in your yeah, gym all the time because you get used to them. Yeah. Right? And you don't always have the same weight classes, so you go around. So I'm I'm in this, you know, I'm in this gym from, you know, New Hudson, Michigan, which was all white. Yeah. And uh, so you wanted to get the good competition, so you went down to the black gyms in sure. Detroit. And I don't care what anybody says. That's just a fact, ma'am. You we wanted, talking you, Kronk now? Yeah, what are we well, I, I did, I did, uh, I did spar at Kronk. I did uh, cr- uh, worked out at Kronk, but. Um, I also, in, in, in one year getting ready for the gloves, I went to a place called Crowell, which was sort of a farm team for, for Kronk. Okay. 
And there was a guy there who was um, a pretty good fighter. He was really tall. He was a couple inches taller than me. And I was really thin back then. I was like a junior middleweight. So I was like 154, right? Yeah. 152 was the, the amateur thing. He was probably 147, but, but the guy could hit. And so they put us in together. And, uh, and he, he kind of, and we tap gloves and he leans over, he goes, let's just go light. And I, like an idiot, I'm like, okay, well, it's his gym. I'm going to go light, you know? So it's first round and we're tapping, you know, I'm touching him a little bit. He's touching me and a couple of stiff jabs here and there, right hand and boom, he hits me with a left hook out of nowhere that just rattled like my harder kid. than you were oh, supposed to. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was on queer street for 20 seconds. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, like you just went full gonna, boat, and yeah, I was exactly, relaxed. Exactly, and I thought, okay, you got me, buddy. You got me. Now, so did you go right after we're gonna him right have away, or you yeah. kind of let him dancing with the stars for a little bit? Yeah, I was, yeah. Da- I was dancing with the stars. Or you thought it was going to be dancing with the stars, yeah. but it ended up being... Different kind of stars. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was on you know Pluto for a while, so I got my head back, and... Um, and I backed him into a corner, and then I just raced. in the same round. Now you didn't same wait. round. Okay. No, it was the very, very end of the first round, and uh, I thought, okay, you, you know, you, you got me that time. Yeah. So I was so pissed. I just started. You know, I was banging him to the body, brought his hands down, upper uppercut, uh, left hook, put him in, and I and I literally ran at him, and smashed his head into the turnbuckle because I was so pissed. Yeah. That he made me look like an idiot. Yeah. And then of course his. Coach, everybody's like, time, time, time. What's the matter with you? I'm like, eh, this guy whispers in my ear, go light. And then he bangs this left hook off of me. So his coach yells at me. He goes, you told him to go light. Don't you ever tell someone to go light. Yeah. You know, so it was. So that, uh, yeah. So it was his it was, own fault. It was his own fault. It was an eye opening experience for me, you know. Yeah, and, because uh, you went. Now, is that protocol does that happen a lot when you spar with people or do you come out to the no, ring and go hey man are we going or are we, are we you, going you have an boat? understanding when you go in what yeah. level of uh, ferocity you're bringing right yeah and uh and if you're just going if you're just jabbing you're moving you want to work on footwork you're not gonna you're not gonna scorch this guy yeah. with a right hand down the pike and you know put it on the button you're just you're just gonna work on you're, you're gonna yeah. jab you're gonna move so that's the understanding, and every, and sure. everybody understands that. So when he did that, that was that was breaking code. Yeah, no, that it, it. How I understand that is a little bit in basketball. It's not that similar, but here's what happened to me that is very very similar to what you just described. I was playing pickup basketball at uh, I forgot where I was. I don't know if it was YMCA or something like that. I was like 50, maybe 15, 20 years ago. I was definitely out of my basketball game because I used to be pretty good in high school and then five, six years you after high school. But then I, 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 yeah, I was good with my left hand. <laughs> and I lost a few steps, but I continued to just shoot around at the YMCA. You yeah. know what I mean? Like an idiot, you know, just to, mm-hmm. just to well, keep no, the game in my blood, that. right? So there's these three guys there, and they're like, hey, man, we need a fourth kind of thing. So I played with these guys, and I go, look, man, I'm just a scrub player. You know, you guys seem like you're already good. And the guy across from me played at, like, Montana. I mean, it, was a, it wasn't a, was Michigan, but it was, like, Montana State. And the guy was, like, an All-American. Right. Was it a Division II school? He, he, yeah, but he was, They're like, going to they, be good they, players The other guys are, two. like, he's an yeah. All-American, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm, like, yeah. all right. I go, this this probably isn't for me. And they're, like, nah, don't don't worry, man. It'll be cool. So I'm guarding this guy. 
And I'm like guarding him pretty good. And he's, you know, he's shooting and, and just, and he's missing a couple. And after about 20 minutes of this, I go, all right, you know, I'm freaking doing pretty good, yeah, you know. I belong and, here. And yeah, and I go over to my the guy that's on my team and he goes he goes, dude, great job, but I'm just giving you a heads up. He's going about thirty percent right now. That's <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. He said that to me because he saw that I was he saw that I had confidence in guarding this guy. But he had to like bring me down to earth and go, dude. He's not even. Yeah. He's playing with you. He's right gonna now. ratchet it up. So any second he kind. I think because on the next series, he kind of told him like, show him what you're really like. He nodded at him. Yeah. And and he like went by me in a flash and like dunked it. You know what I mean? Like. And then I was like, okay, that was full speed. I get it. Yeah. Now. I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm still a bad defender. I yeah. get it. <laughs> so it was very similar to your situation because that guy wasn't trying, and he knew I was a. He knew I was a scrub. So he was going go. light. He was going and he light. Was, he was being cool with you. Yeah. Unlike this guy who bounced a left hook off me, you know, he, that would, uh, he was trying to knock me out. Yeah. Can I could tell one little other boxing story here? Yeah. That, that, that's like world. that. Okay. Um, now, you remember this name from Livonia. His name was Brett Lally. Uh, Brett Lally was a junior middleweight champion back in the 80s. And Brett Lally was a uh, a really good fighter, but he wasn't a great fighter. Now, he passed, I want to say, six or eight years ago. I don't know what it was, aneurysm, heart attack, something like that. But he was a young guy. He was a, okay. a late 40s, early familiar. 50s. Okay. So he fought out of Livonia, right? But he came to my gym. And I would see him at Crowell. I would see him in New Hudson. And... Uh, one day, you know, he was looking for work. He was looking for three rounds because he was getting ready for a fight in Vegas. So John, my trainer, said, hey, hey, Bobby, you want to you fight? I said, hell yeah. So I get in with Brett Lally, who was a really good guy because he could at, at, at any moment have taken my head off, all right? I was a Golden Glover. He was a pro, all right? And he was fighting in Las Vegas. So he comes out, and I didn't have sense enough to fear the guy, I just thought, well, we're just sparring. Well, every single thing he threw hit me. Yeah. And I didn't see any of it coming. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And uh, about halfway through the first round, I realized, wow, this is a whole different world, man. I got to backpedal. I got to stay alive here. I just got to do something so I can go these three rounds with this guy and not embarrass myself. Well, I did. And, but he was such a good guy, like the guy that you played. Yeah. He, he realized what my experience level was. He could have crushed me at any time. <laughs> exactly. So what he did was he was backpedaling. He made me come to him. Now, he'd touch me up if I got too close, but he allowed me to throw some punches, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. some body work. And round two was a little harder. He started hitting a little harder. Round three, you know, he realized I had a good chin and I could take a punch. But he never laid me out, and he could have sure. literally at any moment. So, yeah. You know, sometimes you just, you know, I mean, come on, people can, you know, it's like the time I got drunk at a Michigan Ann Arbor bar and I got, <laughs> this is a true story. I think I might've told this on, uh, I might've told this on, uh, actually, uh, Nate Armbruster's podcast, but, um, I, uh, started mouthing off to this was a, he was a lot shorter than me. He was five foot six, 130 pounds, you know, in a parking garage of, 
of scorekeepers in Ann Arbor. I'm 6'3", like I'm some big shit. (laughs) But this guy, the guy I was messing with was a all-American wrestler at the University of Michigan. (laughs) He, He like... Flipped me over on my back in like three seconds. <laughs> and I didn't even know what the hell happened. I'm like on the ground. He's on top of me. And he's just like, you don't want to mess with me. And all I, his buddies around him like, you don't want to mess with you this don't guy. Mess and I go, with him, yeah. fair enough. Right. I, I don't want to mess with I, you. <laughs> uh, I just realized that. So, and I, 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 I we hadn't heard that story we, before. We were talking about this. I am not a fighter. I am not a fighter kind of guy. It, I was just drunk. Yeah. I had <laughs> beers in me, and I had said something on the way out the door to this guy, and then I said something in the parking garage, and, you know, and there's just, his friends were almost like looking at me like, dude, you don't want to yeah, mess don't with do this, this guy. This, this, this is not the guy. Yeah, I think he, one of them said, this is not the guy for that or something He comes like and I, takes your legs out from under you, and it's all yeah, over. He, he, was a, he was literally an All-American Well, he wrestler. would have done that to me, too, because I couldn't. Uh, but Can't so, defend but against not, an All-American not, wrestler. Yeah, I'm not a fighter. But So, Sal, we have another presidential candidate <laughs> well, as of today. We're, we're trying to be hip with the news here. And by the way, first of all, I would like to say thank you uh, to Perfect the Podcast. Thank you to Onto yes. Records, Captain Joe's. Yep. One Night Stands Comedy Club. Our sponsors. Our sponsors. We, we love them. They uh, support us. And uh, we, we're not at a steakhouse this week. Just things are just still now, you know, now it's back to only outside dining here in Michigan. So it's just tough for us to do anything at a steakhouse. So we'll we'll get back at steakhouses in the future, hopefully in the fall when everything is better than, than right now. But, you know, right now we're just going to stay out of the steakhouses. Yeah, I want to. I just want to throw something in here real quick. I talked with Ross Duncliffe, the uh, owner of Ontua Records, and uh, yeah, big Ross man. Yeah, good guy. And uh, we we talked, and I said, "Well, what's what's going on with XM? You know, how many how many plays that I've got have I gotten here? What's what's happening there, Pandora? All this stuff." He goes, "Listen, you're going to be happy to know." Your royalty check has a comma in it. <laughs> I said, That's perfect. Too. I've it's never heard that. I love that. That's great. It's got a comma in it. Man. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Got a comma. I haven't had a comma in any check in comedy ever. There's oh, no sure commas you have. The corporate games is where There's we no get. commas in comedy. Get it? <laughs> There's the, yeah, comedy clubs. There's very rarely a, a comma. But corporate, there's a comma. So anyway, I Good thought that you. was kind of funny. That's yeah. Funny. Well, you know, I thought I'm giving Ross a little credit here for for being funny there. So that's awesome, anyway. Man. Um, um, well, anyway, I went shout out to those guys. And uh, yeah. But what you were saying is what you were starting to talk about is um, uh, Kanye West has put his uh, name in the hat uh, to get on the. Everybody thought he was going to say like 2024 when he was starting to say the words 20, but the word, but the but the number 20 came out. He's he wants to yeah. to, to to go now. He wants to go head to head with his against 20th Donald studio Trump album, and probably. Joe Biden. So he wants to get on the ticket, he wants to get on the ballot. There's about 9 states he can't even get on the ballot for. Good. Um the rest but, of the world but, is just looking but at us going. But in all seriousness, uh, if he did uh, proceed with this, but uh, he's coming out with an album too, so I think it's just a promotional. In my eyes, I think it's a promotional stunt, but he wants to sell records. That's what it's all about. But if he did run, he would would he take votes away from Donald? He's a Donald Trump supporter. Yeah. So he would take <laughs> votes away from Donald Trump. He <laughs> basically would be helping Joe Biden to the White House. 
and and then I, Donald I don't know. Trump would be I don't like, know who he's... he just ruined my second term. No, I, I mean I, 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 I don't know, buddy. Like I really I don't know, but I think that it, I think that anybody who votes for Kanye West has to. You know, provide well, their cell him, phone number, al- you get his album for and free, address. And you know, so yeah, so we know who it was, and we can call them from the herd. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know who it takes votes away from, but come on, I mean, the, the rest of the world looks at this and goes, "Really, Kanye is on? He's on the ballot? Okay." <laughs> well, um, here we are. Uh, we're in the uh, well. It's the week of. Uh, July 6th, and uh, man, it's going to be the middle of July. Uh, do you got any shows coming up? I'm going to be at the uh, Funny Stop Comedy Club in uh, Cuyahoga Falls, uh, August 20th to the 22nd, uh, September 29th through October 2nd. I will be at the Comedy Cabana in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. All right, man. All right. So, so your calendar's you know, filling some up. Stuff, uh, some stuff is happening, and uh, I'm sure I'll be around Michigan here soon, and we just don't know what the clubs are doing yet in Michigan, but um, I got I'm some sure dates coming that, up. You got you got Ann Arbor next weekend. I Actually, believe. no. Roger contacted me a couple days ago, and they're closed down again, just like every okay. other club in okay. the state of Michigan that's just serving like liquor. Just, right? Yeah. So it's going to be September then. Yeah. Probably. So you got one nighters that are restaurants, yep. booze halls, and you know we can we can still do comedy there. Um, I have let me let me let me take a look at my dates here. August nineteenth uh, and twentieth, I'm at the Brass Rail in Jackson, Michigan, okay. on August nineteenth. <laughs> we are scratching for gigs yeah. here at and the, the seven o. <laughs> And the 702 bar in Midland, Michigan. It's like we're opening up Cracker Jack boxes to get our dates over. (laughs) Let me pull this out. Oh, I just picked up Holly in uh, October of 2022. Listen, I'd love to have Holly. I'd love to have anything that has a real comedy club. Now, Mike Ball books these shows, a funny young kid, and and, and they're they're really fun shows, so I'm anxious to do them. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. No, I, I'm not I kidding, you, buddy. Kid. I mean, but seriously, I let mean, me tell you something. His 702 gig in Saginaw, you yes. could record an album. In yes, that. it's a fun time. I'm not kidding you. It's a if, very if, fun if, time. If you could record an album in that in that bar gig, whatever you want to call it, it's awesome. I might it's do that. Gig. Um, yeah, so we love every gig. We're just making fun of them because we're idiots like that. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm <laughs> scraping. They're one-nighters, man. I'm scraping for work over here. So am I, brother. It's it's, uh, it's And everybody, sledding, everybody we know who was so happy about, you know, Michigan in particular, but then the Midwest opening opening up, quote-unquote, right? Yeah. And now things are, are closing back down again. Yeah, I just read somewhere where Ohio's getting a lot of spikes in numbers now, and that's yeah. where my that's where my August gig is. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I just hope they're they're doing better. I hope Michigan does better. I hope that I hope the the whole country does better, and we can open up these clubs and start working again. It's gonna man. be a while, so buddy. Just keep keep hoping and praying. But thank you for listening to yes, this Alan Bob always. Show. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to check out Bob on Twitter at uh, at Bob the Suit. Yes, and, and check Bob out Phillips. my friend. Uh, Sally at Sally D O eight. We're so social, aren't we're, we? We're very, very social. My God, we're, we're so social. What's written on our backs too? We're very social. And then you had something else. <laughs> I, you had a tag, but I forgot. <laughs> no, we're we're very had social. We're we're everywhere. We're all over here. the place. You can you can hear this podcast on uh, iTunes, on uh, Stitcher, 
on uh, what Perfecta <laughs> Perfecta podcasts. the Perfecta Podcast Network, which uh, we're a member of. We're Find us anywhere. Just Google us, the Sal and Bob podcast and can i can i plug my new website yeah of course okay i got a brand new website he's got it built he's built it yeah bobphillipscomedy.com there it is uh it's a good website too i checked it it out oh thank you yeah it's it's much simpler than the last one it's just you know here's the funny here it is here's where you can see me uh now if you want to know why is it bobphillipscomedy.com and not just bobphillips.com because I'm not uh, well-known enough to have owned BobPhillips.com. Uh, that is a reporter in Texas. That's right. <laughs> Whatever. He's got to retire. He's going to retire. Yeah, he's so. got to retire. Give me that website. All so, right. This has been fun, Sally. It's been a lot of fun. Glad to be here with you. Happy Same July, here. everybody. Have a safe July, and we'll talk to you next week on the Sal and Bob Show. Good night. <laughs>